You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of June 17, 2018, episode 83. <laughs> From the city by the Salish Sea, I'm back and I'm AJ Barsay. And not down with the cold, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, yeah, we'll we'll skip the hook that I normally do. Happy Father's Day to all the dads and stepdads and grandpas out there. Uh, Y'all are doing great work. Take this day to be appreciated by all your family and stick around for a half hour. This is the Bellingham Podcast. Let me uh, clear my voice. (laughs) How you doing, Chris? Much better than you were last week. Oh man, I got melee'd. My my little one, as little ones do, they're cute, adorable, pinch the cheek germ factories. Yes, they are. And I kid you not, Chris, Monday of last week, I remember I got home, it was a long day, Mm -hmm. got home, he wanted dad time, right? So I got him, got him in my arms, and he does this number, grabs me by the cheek and like, oh hey bud, Uh and I'm like... Oh no! And my wife said, "Oh, you know, you know, he's been sick for you know the last day or so." And I'm like, eh, "Great." Forty-eight hours later, it starts sinking in. It just got worse and worse. And Friday, which is when we normally record, I had no voice. I was I I probably sounded like an eighty-year-old smoker. Like it <laughs> it would not have been a pretty podcast. And that's why we took yet another week off. Yeah, of an, uh, an undisclosed station break. But hey, we're back, and you're looking uh, chipper as usual. So ah, I'm caffeinated. <laughs> caffeinated is always a good thing, especially after this week. So, uh, what the heck are we talking about this week? This is the Bellingham Podcast Summer Book Club Edition and Podcast yes, Club and, and, and read, watching. Yeah. yeah. Watching Yes. So this is this is our this is our our I guess annual uh, right around this time uh, for, since the show has started we've always done like a summer episode like a, in preparation for summer so like uh, what we're listening to what we're we're watching uh, we did uh, car tech trunk tech one yes, year yes. you know it's usually revolving around this is road trip season so we're gonna give you some a little bit of just you know things that Chris and I are, are listening or tuning into and then at the top of the show we got to talk about the thing that happened two weeks ago that broke the internet no I'm not talking about FCC regulations I'm talking about Apple Yes, uh, in the WWDC Developers Conference, yeah. Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and this is not a news report because you've probably had, oh, I don't know, 12,000 headlines about what Apple is coming out with this fall season. But there was a couple things that had uh, triggered something inside AJ and me, and we're going to chat about it for a little bit. So yeah. uh, for me... You know, there's a whole lot of new features coming up. There's, you know, not a lot about hardware or devices per se, but updated operating systems coming at you this fall. Get ready. Both for desktop and mobile. Yes. And probably for watch and TV. Oh, yeah. OS. And watch. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think TVOS got announced. I think it was just watch it OS. Was Dolby Atmos stuff. Oh, the Atmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the things that, uh, that really was pleasing me as someone that likes to work smarter is uh, in iOS for your iPhone and iPad, uh, you there's going to be a thing called shortcuts and shortcuts is going to be very helpful for automation where you would take an app and do something and then add it to another app and link it and create this little chain of events that does thing something for you automatically. So for example, when uh, I'm it, when my calendar says four thirty and it's time to go, I'll get a reminder to leave the office. I go out and then I would 
hit a, 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 how would you describe that? Do an automated text message. Think of it like a recipe, right? Yeah. So let's say it's the end of the day. We're going to make the, the end of the day cocktail. So your res- digital recipe might say, if my calendar says 4.30 and my phone notices that I am moving because it has a velocimeter in there, uh, then set my notifications to... Uh, you know, the driving mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just helped. These shortcuts are going to basically allow you to make little digital recipes on your phone to help automate and streamline things so that you don't have to do things. So perfect example, once 4.30 hits here and I start walking to my motorcycle, uh, I could have my phone trigger um, when, the moment that I actually depart from my office to turn on um, my, my do not disturb yes. for me. Uh, even though it, it would do it technically when I started writing. But let's say I, I wanted to not be disturbed from that walk from the office to my motorcycle. That's what these are going to allow you to do is just set up little digital recipes that can be triggered based off of either a time or an action. And Apple had uh, purchased this wonderful company called Workflow right. uh, who created this app that did a whole lot of this uh, in earlier iterations of iOS. And now they integrated it into the operating system and made it easy for knuckleheads like me to be able to string a whole lot of stuff together. Yeah. So stay tuned this fall for something called Shortcuts. I think you're going to like it. But AJ, what about you? What uh, tipped you off or got your attention in the WWDC? So like most of most of the things that I tuned into, like the I think the salient points that any any listener would want to know, like if you're not a geek, but you have an iPhone and you're like, hey, this iOS 12 thing, like I have an iPhone 6S. What is any of this going to apply to me? The answer is yes. Like the I think the big thing is, is that Apple is doing legacy support in Apple sense, okay? Because like typically speaking, if you have like a dev- an iOS device of two years or older, you're pretty much hosed. Like you're you're going to be phased out. Apple has been stretching that out over the years, ever since about the the, the iPhone six era hardware, mm-hmm. and so they announced that this 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 is going to trickle down all the way down there, and you're going to see performance updates for the first time. So. Anybody who has an iOS device should asterisk caveat see store for details should see a performance boost either in battery or in actual interactivity on the on the screen, which is what most people gripe about with older hardware. And that ought to help people sustain the amount of time that they get to ha- enjoy their device right. instead of having to pine for the new uh, devices coming out this fall because right. they always are on the annual cycle. and. How am I going to afford $800, $900 yeah. uh, to replace this or re-up my contract with the phone company? And if you, you don't do that if you are, yeah, if you have any, any chance. But uh, this is a way to sustain your equipment for yet another year. And I'm going to be doing the, this, something similar. The other thing is, is that this is going to be iOS 12. That's what the moniker is. Uh, they are also... For so, especially with Father's Day mm-hmm. uh, coming up this weekend, let's say you're you're uh, you're part of a big family. Let's say you have like four siblings, right? And you want to FaceTime pops, right? This is one thing that if if you and your your brothers and sisters wanted to get on the same FaceTime call, you couldn't. It had to be it's it's device to device, one to one, one to one. With iOS 12, you're going to have up to 32 people in a call, and as people are talking they take precedence on the screen. Really, I kind of see this as a shot across the bow of Skype because Skype has really gotten long in the tooth. And this is really playing up to, you know, tugging on the emotional heartstrings type of thing that Apple does. I would say FaceTime is, has been excellent for being able to communicate video chat wirelessly over a wireless network. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, my wife went on a trip uh, to New Zealand yeah. uh, with a friend and we did the time adjustment, right. but... 
as long as she was on a wireless network, which happened to be at the Airbnb where she was at, we were able to FaceTime and see each other in, per, in person. Now to have someone in New Zealand and someone in Dubai and someone in London, boy, howdy, this is going to be a fun way to bring the world a lot smaller and a lot closer together. Yeah. The only knock I have against that, the FaceTime, like if they, so if they roll this out, okay, f- with 32 people on a call, the question's going to be, well, that's great, but you have to have 32 people that are on an iOS device, whereas Skype or Hangouts is cross-platform. So it wasn't announced, but I could, I could easily see it happening. Well, they're seeing a lot more opportunities for revenue streams right. than it's keeping it within a silo. Yeah. And yeah, that's a very good point that enables this for families to bridge the family technology together. Yeah. Hey, this could be a win. Yeah, it, it could. Like I said, that I, I think it's a moonshot. It's totally a long shot. Yeah. Um, but if anything, I, I honestly would see this move to PC first. It'd be like Mac PC and iOS type of thing, because mm. that way mom and dad can get on with yeah. the old webcam thing. But, Indeed. you know, I just find it interesting. Fa- FaceTime with 32 people. Okay. <laughs> but... Everybody, it's it's those green pe- green bubble people. You yes, know, you got to make sure those green bubble, bubble people. Yeah, we got to keep a good eye on them. And also, stay tuned for YouTube whenever people are uploading their FaceTime things to try <sighs> to break that with 32 people in a conversation. With the new emojis, I'm not going to go there. I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, our high schoolers will take care of that. Right, don't worry. right. Uh, more privacy features, more up in your face about privacy and where your data is going, um, a la GDPR and everything else. But the big one that I kind of wanted to hit on is screen time. Apple basically made their initial public offering in the attention economy. And let me let me explain why I said that. We on this show have said for numerous episodes, matter of fact, probably dozen episodes or so, that we are concerned about the amount of people's noses buried in a pixelated device mm-hmm. while walking, while driving, while anything. And Apple is integrating... Um, some of the features that you and I actually talked about with other apps, third-party apps that monitor how long you've been working on stuff and basically putting parental controls on parents as well as kids. So you can use the screen time to limit how much uh, usage of games your kids will be able to have on an iOS device. And you can limit yourself on your Instagram addiction. Or other uh, or other app addictions. Right. Yes. And that, I just find that interesting. It was kind of a subtle nod from Apple saying like, look, we created a monster type of thing. At least we're going to give you tools to do it a little bit. I think it's a little too little too late because honestly, if you are addicted to something like your device, are you going to enable these? Like, you if you know? want to make a change within, but if you have the incentive from people uh, that you care about to say, you need to do something about this, I miss you. Yeah. Uh, here's an opportunity for you to be able to go, okay, I'll try to limit uh, Facebook to 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And when it comes, when the timer comes up, it says you've reached your limit. Would you like to extend it? So I think. Yeah, yeah well, it'll, you'll have a snooze ability, yeah. you know, except for the kids mode. I think you can disable that if you have parental controls, but I don't know. I just, it, it's a novel thought. It's really cool that they're integrating at the OS level. Um, but it was kind of, I kind of saw it as, okay, this is more, more for the kids, but they kind of came at it as like, we've, we've noticed that there are distractions in our life and we want to blah, 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 blah. Putting that aside, like, I think the bigger thing is, is that, Hey, if, and if you're listening to our show, thank you. Second, if you listen to our show for several episodes, you know, hopefully 
you you understand like when we talk about digital addiction like this is a thing like i think in 10 years we're going to see studies about this you know there's already been studies about it where people feel phantom vibrations when they don't have their phone in their pocket and there is there has been a mental and and, and physical change since we've had these black mirrors in our pockets you know the <clears throat> the mobile phone devices uh, made so many other tools obsolete there's a great picture that had like a desk full of items that w were relevant 10 years ago that were in uh, practice. And then, you know, th what the uh, mobile phone has replaced. We might be seeing something in which 10 years from now, this was a, a, a turn where we had to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thoroughly believe I'm, I, I got a problem with it. I'll go first. <laughs> I have a tough time. Uh, not while I'm driving, very yeah, rarely yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. driving. Uh, we got to do something about how much we are connected to these phones because, oh, by the way, you get a blackout or you lose uh, a mobile connectivity, you're a turtle on your shell. <laughs> All right. Let's not be turtles on our shell. Let's work towards getting back to getting our feet on the ground. Yeah. And engaging with people in real life. Can we move on, please? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's that's <laughs> the one I wanted to hit is if yes. you if, if you're a parent listening to our show and you have little ones with uh, old school iPads and you're like, hey, you know, I really wish I could restrict bedtime, you know, or that's the other thing too. Like uh, up until this point, you kind of had to manage devices in your home at the router level. And now if you're an iOS family, you'll be able to put some restrictions. So that I think, I think is well done. So, Hey, let's give a shout out to all of those that are listening to us on the terrestrial radio known as 102.3 FM. Low power. KMRE radio, your community, your radio, your... Our voice. Our voice <laughs> in the heart of Bellingham, or at least in the left ventricle. Moving on. Moving on. Right. So this is the, the book club. The book club. So what Chris and I have is we have three sections. We got listening, reading, and watching. And we just got some cool things that we've tuned into that we just want to share because we can. Well, and also it's not... Not like what everyone else is. Uh, oh no, doing. this is this is very much not mainstream, right? And so, uh, what what should we start with first? The listening, watching, or reading? Let's start with listening. Listening. Uh, so, in addition to providing eighty three count them eighty three episodes of a podcast, we also listen to podcasts because we want to know one information to the good ways of doing a podcast, and three, the ways not to do a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, AJ, give us an idea of some of the podcasts you listen to for inspiration or time-killing. So, uh, so at the top of this, most of my listening is going to be around orology. It's just, there's, there's a lot of watch stuff. You're a watch guy. I'm a watch guy. That's so right. mostly I'm going to give shout outs and there's mostly links in the show notes. The, the ones that I usually mention here on the show is usually the gray NATO yes. and two broke watch snobs. Uh, however, there are four other ones I just want to throw out that I haven't mentioned on the show. Uh, one's a new one, Roldorf Cafe, who is Jason of Roldorf. Hello, north. Jason. Uh, they uh, they had a podcast long ago and it kind of uh, went dormant, it looked like, and then they rebooted it. I think they have two episodes. Him and Howie both are on the mic. All right. Um, which, uh, by the way, guys, if you're listening to our show, come visit us in Bellingham and the first pint is on, on Chris Powell. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get you on the show. But uh, regardless of that, it's really cool listening to them because... It, I don't know, the, the tone that they're taking in their podcast with watches, it's very, it, anybody can enjoy it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's just a good tone between the two of them. So I wanted to put them out there as well. Uh, for more of the hard-hitting um, watch fam, Worn and Wound has a podcast. You should totally listen to them. Uh, and then there's two kind of off-the-cuff ones that I'll, I'll, I'll call them off-the-cuff. 
on time, which they're highly irregular. I think the last episode was like six months ago, but very well produced, good sounding, like they have good music, like and it's sh- it, they're not long form, like they're really s- straight to the point, which I appreciate. And then on the more long winded, uh, long form, much like us, is the Unwound podcast, where uh, they have um, Hub City Vintage. Uh, I, I think that's that's the name of his uh, company. They have a watchmaker who specializes in refurbishing vintage Seikos. And he brings in a lot of the history and mechanics behind it. And uh, there's two commentators. Take a listen to that if you're really nerdy into, uh, like you want to have history in watchmaking. A lot of Seiko references, but they also, they're, they're yeah, they're just, that's my recommendation. Whenever I watch a movie at home, I go to IMDb, bring up the movie, and I go to trivia so I can get all the little known facts yeah. about Yes. And so it sounds like Unwound is a lot like that. Yeah, you'll get a lot of trivia stuff, which is really cool. Very so, cool. Th- that's my Watch Fam category. The two outside of Watch Fam, um, I've got uh, the Outside Magazine. So if mm-hmm. you ever go to the, you know, Hagen's and you guys are checking out Outside Magazine, they have a podcast. And in their podcast, they have like subcategories. It's all in the same feed, kind of like ours. You've got uh, Dispatches or this other one called The Science of Survival. And they're great. Uh, they're they're great. Their their production value is spot on because what they do is they take a topic and they run you through the psychology and physiology in an audio storytelling way of how you have to survive X. So, for instance, let's say you're on a camping trip uh, over Father's Day weekend and you're barbecuing and you're deathly allergic to bees, and all of a sudden you uh, reach down underneath the grill that you're in at a at a public park and you grab a hornet's nest, and all of a sudden you're getting stung. And they walk you through like the physiology of like if you're allergic to bees, this is what's happening of your endorphins and all this jazz. And it's just the way they produce it is phenomenal. They take you if you if you listen to that podcast, make sure you have headphones in because the way they do their audio engineering, you feel like you're that person and you can get freaked out. Like they talk about being underwater. They talk about lots of different survival things, things that could easily happen if you're in the backcountry. Very good. Um, and then the last one's Art of Manliness. Oh, yeah. Uh, based off of the long... Brett McKay, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, long-standing website and podcast. And, and the book from... And uh, the book. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tim Ferriss has been on this show. Yeah. Like Anybody who's anybody in society and culture has been on the show. And it's, a, it's just a great society and culture show. They pick... I mean... I don't know what topic they haven't had on that show, honestly. No, there's got like, what, 1,200 episodes out there, and it's all on useful stuff, useful information yeah. in, a, in a well-packaged delivery. It's also not just for guys. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I, I – uh, yeah, the art of manliness is not – the name, yes – yeah, I, what you said, Chris. For the ladies in the house that might be listening to this show, if you check out the art of manliness, here's a way to be able to understand that primate that you're living with that, <laughs> that might have some foibles or idiosyncrasies. This may be a way to help better understand him in some cases. So, knuckle dragger, I move on. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so I often listen to podcast. I, I transitioned a, a couple years ago from listening to hard rock music to wake me up in the morning on my morning commute, uh, which I found gets me a little aggressive behind the wheel. I changed that to listen to podcasts through my car stereo. Uh, and I have, I've subscribed to about maybe 14, 15 podcasts of various uh, genres. But often what I found, and I've gotten into this routine habit, the Washington Post has a podcast, and this is not partisan or anything like that. They have a podcast called Retropod. And basically what it is, it's about three to five minutes of a news story from yesteryear. 
and a very interesting information about uh, American history and some of the lesser known characters or explaining various ways that history has not told a certain aspect of it. I find that to be very uh, intriguing for about three to five minutes. And then on Tuesdays, usually, uh, a, an influence of mine, his name is Seth Godin. This guy's an oracle of uh, knowledge. He's a, a, a marketer, marketing professional par excellence, has written many books. If you're a business professional, you probably heard of this guy. He's got a podcast called Akimbo. Thank you very much. And uh, it's pretty much 20 minutes, 25 minutes of a spoken word of all of his wisdom. So for someone that's been blogging for, I don't know, 15 years straight to impart some wisdom in an audio format, plus he has a pretty cool voice. I found that to be pretty cool. And then um, also one that really has gotten started maybe about 15 episodes or 16 episodes in, uh, there's a community that I mentioned, or a, a, a micro-blogging platform. Uh, they have a podcast called Micro Monday. And so uh, these are interviews with members of the micro-blog community around seven or eight minutes in, in time, just kind of gets to know what these people do and, and why they uh, signed up with Microblog and what they use it for. Stay tuned. You might hear someone rather familiar on a Monday, uh, Micro Monday blog episode. Hmm. Hint, hint. Anyway, uh, so that's kind of three out of the many that I listen to for listening. Dig it. All right, let's talk about reading. I'm going to go first this time. Go for it. Uh, so in books, I often look at pictures. I've attempted to- <laughs> Me too. Yes. I've, I've mentioned how I wanted to read more books in my time and I, it, life occurs and you know to find the time, that's on me, uh, I confess. However, I've read three books as of late in the past season. One of them is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which is a uh, landmark book talking a lot about the resistance and that, that which is inside of you that doesn't let you live up to your full potential doesn't let you do what you want to do. It's always, uh, I call it, maybe Seth Godin called it the lizard brain. Right. It, it's that it's that negative voice inside. He addresses that in ways to combat that. The second book that I read is by who? Seth Godin. That's right. Uh, called Poke the Box. I am a Godin disciple. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, I, I value this guy's uh, information. He's got a lot. But Poke yeah. the Box kind of is uh, written to kind of upend the, the table approach things from a different angle and actually do something different. And I found that that's, uh, it's a short read, about 80 pages uh, or however many, 120 page flips in a Kindle or an iBooks uh, thing. But And then the third book is by David Sparks. And David oh, Sparks, Sparks is MacSparky.com. Yeah. He's the host of Mac, one of the co-hosts of Mac Power Users, which is something that's also on my podcast list, but everyone listens to that. And he just came out with an iPhone field guide. Now hmm. in iBooks for $9.99 uh, went... A, I don't know if, how deep you can call this a deep dive, but pretty much he went into every aspect of an iPhone and what you can work with in, in recommended applications. But he included almost two gigabytes of video. Oh, whoa. In this book, electronic book. Do not download this on your 4G LTE plan. Uh, or on cellular data. Otherwise, kiss your uh, quota goodbye. But so much screencast narrated information. Wow. Yeah. Of uh, all on a sesame seed bun, and uh, for, you know I got to throw ten bucks his way just because you did a lot of work. Yeah, I need to buy you lunch. So those are three books that I've enjoyed as of late. That's cool. How about you, AJ? Uh, I just got two. Um, Robert Kirsten, who is the author of uh, Shadow Divers and Pirate Hunters, uh, he just came out of a new book uh, called Rocket Men: The Daring Odyssey of Apollo Eight and the Astronauts Who Made Man's First Journey to the Moon, which is a mouthful. 
but it's awesome. Like if you're if you're a, an astro nut and uh, you're young like me and you were not around during the space race, but you've always wanted to know like how this whole like we know Apollo 13. Tom Hanks made that movie like everybody in you know, Houston. We've got a problem, you know, but there was a whole bunch of lead up before that. There was Sputnik. There was the Gemini missions that really wasn't covered in my history classes. And this fills in those gaps. Cool. Um, I've got it on Audible because most of my reading I, I do through listening. But um, Robert Kirsten is a great author. Um, like I said, the other two books, Shadow Divers, is, it was great. Um, and also this other book about pirate hunters. The, both are diving um, adventure style books. Uh, non uh, nonfiction, so like real life happenings. He's really in that vein, and the way that he retells real life events is just it's beautifully done. Uh, the other one is a fun read. Um, it's an art uh, an artist, an author by the name of Gigi Pandian. Uh, she writes a few different series. There's one that I think every Pacific Northwest nut would love to uh, read or listen to, and it's called the Al- uh, Occidental Alchemist series. There's three books right now. Uh, she just announced there's a fourth. Uh, I just got done uh, listening to The Elusive Elixir, which is the third uh, book. And basically it's about a uh, young lady who moves to the Portland Hawthorne Heights area, gets this old, you know, that Portland style mm-hmm. thing, going to rehab it and stuff. And while she was unpacking from uh, Paris out pops a gargoyle in real life Hmm. and we find out about the fact that she's actually an alchemist she's lived hundreds of years and there is this whole plot twist of like uh, there's murders in Portland and yeah I'm not going to but listening to it and being a Pacific Northwest aficionado the references are amazing yes and so if you if you love a fun read it's family friendly you know uh, and if you get it on audible I think Julia Mocha is the or Maka I can't uh, if I mispronounce your name sorry um, is a great narrator for it so those that's the two that I would I'd recommend so this kind of you have a hybrid of what you're reading is also what you're listening to yeah tying into podcasts so obviously you're an auditory learner Uh, I do a little bit of both but Mostly it's just uh, having a, a, a little one and having a book in your lap. Immediately yeah. he's just like, da da And uh, I, I, okay, I can read to you too. But, you know, for me, it's easier for me to do uh, Audible. I hear so. you. So uh, there, obviously you're a visual learner as well. What are you watching nowadays? Uh, watching? Here's the thing, Chris. I'm, when it comes to much mass media, whether it's in the theater or the monstrosity, as you like to call mm-hmm. it, uh, or I'm, I, I really seek out more independent media nowadays. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, great. I, I like Marvel. Marvel's great, but, and I'm, I'm a comic book nerd, but enough's enough. Like I need a break from all of that. Yeah. Just like a lot of people need a break from news. I need a break from the mainstream. Um, so with, with that said, like I, I have three picks that are very obscure and they're topic specific. The first one is Watchfinder and Co., which kind of goes back to uh, what I mentioned before. And you kind of said like, yeah, if you like watch trivia, Watchfinder and Co. do these beautifully done like 10 minutes or shorter uh, YouTube videos. And they're all full disclosure. They're a um, vintage watch reseller. So they they certify it and make sure that it's good and you can purchase these vintage watches. But they go through the history and lo- in long form and just they have this watch and they go through like how it got here or the design elements. And it's beautifully done. The the the, the voice acting is is just spot on. Uh, the other two are photography related. Analog Insights, uh, who's done by uh, Jules 
Greg and Max, uh, they are analog photographers and they pick old school gear from yesteryear and use it in the real world. I think they're they're over in Copenhagen. I'm not, they're not US-based. I can't nice. remember. Uh, I think I've mentioned them before on a previous show, but yeah. if you're into analog photography, it is definitely a channel to watch. They they It's just great. And then last is Matthias... Again, if I, I apologize if you listen to our show and I, I mess up your name. Matthias Burling. Uh, his YouTube channel is Tech and Whatnot. Perfect. Which is funny because I go to his channel because he does, I think, some of the, the, the most honest and not annoying camera reviews for digital cameras mm. um he just puts a kind of a no-nonsense review like eh, if you like the fuji xt uh two you might like this and then he just goes into and he has that inflection it's a great watch if you're trying to look for a new camera or a new lens and you don't want to listen to somebody that's just squeeing about the 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 $1,000 Zeiss lens. He's like me. He talks about a $25 lens he picked up over at the Value Village type of thing, and here's what you can do. Sounds very irreverent. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, I, like you, uh, you know, I always enjoy the big budget action Marvel story. I'm waiting for them to put a bow on this storyline, and can we just please put an end to it in 2019? But in the meantime, if I, I don't watch much uh, TV series. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I, I watch some YouTube, um, I subscribe to some YouTube channels, but what I really enjoy is a well-produced documentary. I like a story. Mm-hmm. I like following along and seeing how someone's perspective goes with trying to communicate uh, something that happens or some person. And so I, I really got turned on to this, you know, after Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and it's just a great look at someone and look what they're able to do for right. their craft. Um, there is a documentary either coming out or already out called Bombshell. And Bombshell is a vintage or it's a documentary about a vintage starlet, uh, the hot chick back in the 30s and Ooh, 40s. Thir- yeah. And uh, her name was Hedy Lamar. And Hedy Lamar was not only drop-dead gorgeous and an actress in the early stages of cinema, but she also was one of the purveyors, early purveyors of Bluetooth and wireless. Bliss connectivity, yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. Baking powder? In the 30s and 40s, <laughs> uh, Bluetooth and wireless connectivity was out there Yeah, as they had like a Ford, you know, early Plymouth yeah. uh, cars. I'm interested I got to check that out. Um, and then, of course, this one is like must view must view for by everyone. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor is yeah. Mr. Rogers' documentary. I want to watch that. I was a uh, late stage Gen X where I was on the tail end of Casey Will you be my neighbor? with PBS and Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That was in my early formative years. I want to, we need more happiness, more genuinely nice people to be spotlighted in a story uh, f- for the media that we're watching. Uh, and then th- third, uh, one that's coming out soon along the lines of a chef or a cook like Jiro, um, there's a documentary called Ramen Heads. Oh, I don't know this one. Yeah, it's it looks fun. Uh, so <laughs> I've always had top ramen. I love, I love, I love. Dude, my where's noodles. my ramen? I love my noodles. I love my smack. Uh, but this is a documentary about the chefs, the cooks that are overseas that will create the ultimate bowl of ramen, hmm. and how they look at a boiling pot of water and wait patiently for the boiling cauldron of soup to say, I'm ready for you to dish me out. Hmm. I'm like, 
Oh, you caught my interest on that one. <laughs> it just a lot. I mean, it, it, for some light uh, viewing, check out Ramen Heads. That ought to be a good one. Well, that's cool. Yes. Well, hopefully, this gives you some some inspiration to kind of break out of your maybe maybe you have some some media rut going on, and you're just like you always watch the same thing or listen to the same thing. Hopefully, this kind of gives you a little bit of a tickler in the back of your brain to yeah, try something new. Plus. We have links in the show notes yeah, to all that we, we made talked it easy. about. <laughs> we made it easy. So on that note, that wraps up for this edition of the 83rd edition of the Belly and Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on wherever you like to listen to your podcast or radio. Speaking of radio, you might be tuning in to us locally here in Bellingham on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city by the Salish Sea. And on that note, happy Father's Day, everybody. I'm AJ Barsay. And happy Father's Day to everyone as well. My name is Chris Powell, and you've just listened to the Bellingham Podcast. That was very silky and subduey of you. I'm trying to uh, lessen my urge for soup right now. Soup? I love soup. I'm hungry. <laughs>